African Dialogue, looking at different events in depth, discussing a variety of issues. What we see here is a clear violation of one, the right to privacy of Tiwonge and uh, Stephen. The position of Greenpeace is that it's been a disappointing meeting. Well, thank you for joining us right here on Channel Africa, The African Perspective. I'm Benjamin Mushatama. I'll be with you until midday Central African time. Thank you for joining us on 11 o'clock Central African time on our frequency 9625 kilohertz on the 31 meter band to Southern Africa. Remember, we also on DSTV on channel 802 on the uh, audio bouquet there. You can also stream us live on www.channelafrica.co.za. Well, today we have been looking at the Kenya elections as you've been hearing uh, uh, from our news bulletins. It's something that we've been looking closely at uh, as uh, a radio station. So that's what we'll be looking at uh, in uh, today's uh, program. Now the Kenya opposition leader Relo Odinga, as you heard earlier from Anne there, has rejected provisional results claiming that Kenya's IT system was hacked in order to manipulate uh, uh, the election results. Meanwhile, the Electoral Commission has denied the opposition claims. So already we're seeing that conflict happening already in the elections there. And uh, uh, we know that the chief electoral officer, Ezra Chiloba, has told reporters in a press uh, a conference that the systems were not compromised at any point. And uh, uh, we know that they stand very strong in that. Incumbent President Uhuru Kenyatta is taking a strong lead as votes are counted after uh, Tuesday's votes. Uh, there's a uh, results are even showing here in front of me. So far, what we've been told is that uh, with the uh, election results, the round one, there's 54.3%, uh, percent, which is going to Kenyatta's JP. Uh, 44.8% is going to the ODM. Uh, that is led by Reila Odinga himself. Uh, Nyaga has 0.3%, Dida 0.2%, and uh, we can see that uh, uh, the numbers keep falling for the other uh, uh, members there who are standing for uh, presidency there. So we see Kenyatta is still leading the way uh, in these particular results, but there seems to be problems, as I mentioned, with this particular allegation that's been made by uh, the opposition leader, Reila Odinga. Now, let me bring in our guests into the conversation. Uh, Otsieno Namwaya is with us, he, uh, senior researcher for Human Rights Watch in Kenya. We have Mutoni Wanyegi, who's Amnesty International's Regional Director for East Africa, the Horn and the Great Lakes. Now, let me start this uh, conversation with you, Mutoni. Uh, you have released a statement uh, this morning really highlighting the fact oh, that uh, uh, that we must actually see peace being maintained in, uh, uh, in, in Kenya itself and uh, uh, you warning the fact that uh, people should shouldn't opt for violent measures contesting these results. Uh, tell us a little bit about Amnesty International's view in terms of what's happening in the atmosphere right now when it comes to the results. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, this is not Mudoni. This is Abdullahi, um, who is uh, the East Africa researcher with uh, Amnesty okay. in office in Nairobi. Great. Thank, thanks um, for giving us your time. So I wasn't sure who was on the line there. Thank you. 
It's okay. It's okay. Totally understandable. I'm right now speaking to you from Madare, uh, one of the scenes of violence yesterday between the police and protesters where two people lost their lives. So the atmosphere as we speak right now in some of the areas uh, is really tense. The results are not out. They are, the ones that are out are not final. And the Independent Electron Boundaries Commission is trying to match the forms that were signed by party agents and you know, uh, the returning officers to ensure that the results are aligned. And that process is taking longer than it should have been. Mm. And so we're still waiting. In law, the commission has got seven days from the election day for them to announce the final results. So all I can say right now is a fair degree of tense uh, all around the country because people have been waiting for an election that is incredibly contested. Um, so that is why, as an organization, we are calling on today uh, institutions involved, that is the police specifically, to ensure that when people want to celebrate, when people want to bemoan the outcome of the results, let them be allowed to do it peacefully without necessarily using ex excessive force and disproportionate amount of force, including lethal weapons. Mm. Well, already we've been hearing that uh, there has been some protests over fraud claims and uh, uh, there are reports that have come out that at least five people have been killed in protests after opposition uh, claiming Kenya polls were hacked. Uh, do you know where that is happening? Is it in Kigali itself or are we finding that there's tension in all parts of uh, uh, Kenya? No, I think to the best of our knowledge, considering the information that we have, uh, we are not seeing any uh, protests in Rift Valley. It's largely Nairobi and also parts of Kisumu, which is western part of Kenya, okay. uh, which is largely Odinga's stronghold. So Odinga yesterday came out and say, wait from us, don't do anything, stay okay. at home and wait from us. So I think by and large people, at least his supporters, have complied with that. Now, uh, let me move to you, Otsiano Namuaya, uh, in terms of looking at uh, just the atmosphere right now, in terms of uh, uh, the, the space that we, we, we're in right now. We know even leading up to these elections, there were claims of intimidation of, of journalists and, and media, and also uh, there has been also questions to Kenya's commission on uh, r relatively in terms of transparency in its process leading up to the, the, that, the elections themselves. Uh, where do we find ourselves here, especially with this question asked by the main opposition leader, Reila Odinga? This is not the first time he's made such claims. Otieno, are you there with me? Okay, thank you. Uh, I'm, not sure I'm, um, I'm not sure I'm getting you clearly. You keep... Uh, um Mm, I'm not sure uh, what's going on with the lines uh, there. Mm. Well, we're struggling yeah, with your I'm line as well, Otsiano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry to cut you off there, but I'm struggling with your line. I'm going to take a quick break and we can see if we can re-establish the line with you there. As you heard there from our Amnesty International representative there, highlighting that things are still tense in some parts of uh, uh, Kenya itself, Nairobi and other areas as well. And uh, we're seeing that uh, it is still tense in terms of these uh, allegations 
allegations that have been made by Kenya opposition leader Reila Odinga rejecting the provisional results. We know that the big uh, allegation that he's making is the fact that Kenya's IT system was hacked into to manipulate the elections which already uh, took place on Tuesday. Tense moments for Kenya. We'll see what unfolds. We know that it's going to be a big day today until we actually see uh, the recounts actually taking place uh, because there has been some questions that have been uh, brought forward. But I'm going to take a quick break and then we'll come back to uh, this conversation. We have good news for you. Join us for a new program on Mondays at 9 Central African Time. We have Shukumano, the African labor show for you. It takes the place of one-on-one and gives you an African view of the world of labor and unions on our continent. Channel Africa, the African perspective. This is the African labor show. Yes, you're listening to Channel Africa, the African perspective, telling you the African narrative. Today, we're looking at the Kenya elections uh, with the results still expected today. That was uh, the uh, provisional statement that they were expected today. But with all the confusion with the hacking of IT systems, it's not sure if they're going to come out today or tomorrow. Unconfirmed reports say four people have been killed in election-related violence following a vote in which Kenyan President Uhuru Kenya hold a strong lead despite opposition claims of rigging. Opposition leader Reila Odinga has accused hackers, as I've mentioned, of allegedly breaking into election commission uh, computer systems, leading to what he calls massive fraud. Let's get an update uh, to a conversation between uh, uh, Sakina Kamwendo and Kenyan correspondent Sarah Kimani are very high. In fact, uh, this is a, a working day, and indeed the whole week, apart from Tuesday, was a work week. Uh, but since uh, Monday, the streets of Nairobi have been deserted. Uh, in many of the city streets, shops are closed. Uh, yesterday evening, I tried to look for uh, gas in the evening, and most uh, petrol stations were actually closed, and it was only uh, 10 p.m. Uh, streets of Nairobi were deserted. In a state where you see vehicles moving uh, up to morning, uh, you don't see anybody. A lot of people traveled up country, and so uh, the city uh, is, is deserted. Getting to the nub of the matter now, Sarah, the um, oppos- opposition leader, Raila Odinga, saying that the election commission's computers had been hacked and that fake results were posted online. And then you look at what uh, the Kenyan Human Rights Commission is saying, and they saying uh, that they had discovered some discrepancies between the provincial results on the election commission website and those in paper form. Well, when I spoke to the electoral commission about... Uh, the discrepancies between the paper forms uh, and what is on their website. They said that anything that they're putting on their website has been signed off by returning officers and the presiding officers and the party agents. But in some cases, the party agents are refusing to uh, sign off those forms, and so they have to put in uh, what they have. However, they're saying that uh, what they're waiting for now is a physical form to be brought up to Nairobi, to the National Challenge Center, where they will go uh, physically.
critically uh, examining each of the papers to see whether what was keyed in on the computer is what they have in their hands, uh, indicating that uh, until all those forms, have, they have gone through all those forms, they cannot announce the final result or the final winner, indicating that what we are seeing, uh, what has been scrolling on their screens, what has been on their website, is what they are calling provisional results. The final results will only be known after they have uh, compiled and tallied the physical results from all their forms, the Form 34 is as they are called. Well, that is uh, the voice of a reporter, Sarah Kimani, speaking from uh, Kenya, uh, speaking there to uh, Sakina Akamwendo. You're listening to Channel Africa, giving you the African perspective. Yes, we're looking at uh, this issue of uh, the tense moment that Kenya finds itself as the recounting and results are still being weighted upon and uh, very, very tense moments that we hear from our various correspondents in uh, Kenya there and earlier on I was speaking to Haki Abdullaya who is joining us from Amnesty International Re- he's Amnesty International's regional uh, director Haki let me continue to speak to you now we don't know about other issues but I know that in Nairobi things seem to be tense there I know that earlier on uh, from other reports coming from our correspondent Sarah Kimani saying that things are very quiet even after elections there were people who moved out of uh, uh, the capital and uh, the capital is quiet right now but we also understand that police have shot uh, dead three protesters as violent clashes in the capital Nairobi and elsewhere raised fears that the country could again be pitched in electoral uh, violence you know the violence is a historical uh, reality for Kenya when it comes to elections uh, in terms of the violent uh, space and you know, the precautionary measures that are taken in this in that regard i mean we've already seen that the police have already shot three people uh what's the atmosphere in in that regard and do we know any more things that happened in terms of those situations of those three police being shot uh um, right now i mean like i mentioned at the top um i'm in the area where uh, the shooting took place mm. and you know the demonstration was continuous and I met a, an eyewitness who said, you know, somebody was shot because the police reacted. There was a demonstration. The police reacted, and then there was a counter-protest mm. to the previous one, uh, which obviously, you know, very neatly along ethnic and therefore political lines. So it's still very on the edge. So we don't have very much information I'm, I'm still walking around to get as far as much information as possible. We try to speak to the administrators, and they sent us to a different police station. Okay. Uh, we are hoping to go there and see what they will tell us. In the, on the main, um, everybody is waiting. All the eyes are, you know, trained on the electoral independent electoral and boundaries commission chair. If he releases the results, uh, people react either way. So it's tense in the sense that. People don't know how elections went two days later, despite, you know, the, the, the Independent Electoral and Boundaries Commission mm. tallying the results. However, in law, they are required, you know, to tally the results with the forms from the polling stations. Not over 4,000, that is taking quite a bit longer than uh, it should be.
Mm. I know that you've already stated as Amnesty International that police uh, must not use unnecessary force in the handling of any uh, election-related protests amid fear and uncertainty in the country after the opposition rejected this initial uh, result. Uh, uh, What's the situation there when it comes to policing in in these situations, Uh, uh, Haki? I think they, they, they have taken a very proactive, if not over-policing. There are police officers every, you know, area that I pass, they are, you know, donning the, um, the gears. So it's very, very tense, it's very over-policed, and it's very difficult for people to do anything else. So in terms of police deployment, I think they have over-deployed in areas where they have figured out uh, hotspots despite not explaining what what criteria they used as a hotspot. I also want to know in terms, I'm hearing cars in the background, taxi, there's a bit of life in uh, uh, the city there, as you're saying that you're moving around, moving to the police station itself. I know that uh, uh, sometimes tribal tension between the Kibuyu and the Kalenjin tribes uh, can be at a boiling point, uh, uh, with the latter claiming that they've been disenfranchised for a long time because of the leadership battles in the country. When you're speaking to people on the ground and uh, getting kind of a feel of how they feel their uh, hockey what are the sentiments that are coming from the ordinary people there for most part I think to be honest with you most Kenyans are exhausted it has been a roller coaster ride of campaign that look took so long uh, it's not just the official campaign but you know an official campaign as well they have come out in their large numbers they have cast their ballots what Kenyans want is really a clarity of how this election goes. So for most Kenyans, uh, the sentiments that you get from from them, I was in the city yesterday very early in the morning and I got a guy who is a car driver and he said, and I asked him, hey, you started your day very early. He told me, mm. what did you expect? <laughs> this is my place. This is my office. Sure. I am done. You know, so for most people, they are at a point where mm. they just want to go back to your work, to their, to their lives. But that process has to be free, fair uh, and legitimate. Just to pick your brain further, Haki, I'm also interested in the system of electioneering in your country because there were six separate ballot papers for president, national assembly, female representatives, governors, senate and county assemblies. Could you just uh, uh, put us through of how the system works in itself? Absolutely. So, I mean, after the 2010 constitution, um, before this we only had, you know, three races. So now you have six races. So when you get into a polling station, you have to, you, you, your biometric uh, data is taken, your ID is taken away from you. Once your biometric data is verified, they give you six ballot papers. Six ballot papers, one for the presidency, for the governor, for the senator, women rep, an MP. And um, so you go through and tick through all of them and you put all of them into separate polling, uh, into in separate ballot okay. uh, boxes that are transparent that you can see. So as far as the voting process is concerned, it's hardly difficult. And Kenyans are very good at coming out in their large numbers. They come and vote. Historically, and this election is not an exception, is the process of um, uh, counting and tallying the results. That, of course, yes, it's long, but it becomes uncertain and that increases more tension. 
Well, also, it's also interesting that to win outright, a candidate needs more than 50% of of the vote and and at least 25% in 24 of Kenya's 47 counties. Well, that I mean, already we're already seeing that the threshold is something that uh, Kenyatta is leading in in terms of that. But in terms of representation, especially on on the county element, how, how does that system work? The, the county is the way it works. Is the governor is the chief executive officer, okay. and then you, he has his own assembly, where we call a member of county assembly, and the senate is supposed to oversee how the counties work in terms of budget, in terms of how they do their work. So really, we are having a two-tier system of government, where for for the national government, you elect a member of parliament and you elect the president. All the others are largely for the for the for the for the county assembly, apart from the women representative that represent the whole county. So in many ways, it's two elections are loaded into one election, and that you can see how it gets complicated because there there are areas where you go in, you'll select your governor for a specific political party, but for your for your presidency, you can select someone else. Uh, but as things stand now, if everything is done correctly and we know or the current status holds, Jubilee might end up controlling both the National Assembly as well as the county assemblies. Well, just stay with me there. Uh, I'm just going to take one more break and then I'm going to come back to you just to get some more clarification, especially on the commission's role there. I've got Haki Abdullaya joining me there on the line there, joining us from Amnesty International. Let me take a quick break and then I'll be back with you. We have great news for you. Channel Africa has gone mobile. If you have a cell phone, you can now download the mobile app for Android. You can get it on Google Play. Get the latest news from Africa. Get the Channel Africa app. Channel Africa, the voice of the African Renaissance. Definitely you are listening to Channel Africa giving you the African perspective. Thank you for joining me, Benjamin Mushatam. As we look at uh, the tense moment uh, well, that is uh, Kenya awaiting those particular results, we know that uh, Raila Odinga has already rejected the uh, results of the po- polls which put President Uhuru Kenyatta ahead of him and he's alleged the official computer system was hacked. The latest news right now is that the head of the Euro European Union's election observer mission in Kenya uh, said already today that it had seen no signs of centralized or localized manipulation of the voting uh, process and uh, uh, that was uh, Mariki Shaki who said that the EU's mission's final report will also still evaluate the conduct of the tallying uh, process and uh, it, it makes things more interesting right now Haki to see that now even the European Union is highlighting the fact that they have not really come across any signs of manipulation in the voting process. And in terms of Rayla Odenga, uh, it, it is very much uh, now the question of how to ascertain this information of this IT hacking itself. And uh, uh, what, where do we go from here from your point of view? Well, I think that we've lost Haki there on the line. Haki, are you still there with me? 
Oh, I think we've lost Haki there. Well, let's take one more break and see if we can reestablish uh, uh, the connection with him. He's right on the ground in Nairobi, giving us insights of uh, uh, the real conversations that are happening in the country and also giving us uh, uh, a real, real experience of some of the views coming also uh, from the locals in the country. You're listening to Channel Africa, uh, the African Perspective. It's 11.30 Central African time. Let's take a quick one and then uh, we'll be back. Good news for listeners in America. You can now listen to Channel Africa by phoning 605-47-1711. So, if you're a Channel Africa listener in America, simply dial 605-47-1711. Channel Africa, the voice of the African Renaissance. We have good news for you. Join us for a new program on Mondays at 9 Central African Time. We have Shukumano, the African labor show for you. It takes the place of one-on-one and gives you an African view of the world of labor and unions on our continent. Channel Africa, the African perspective. This is the African labor show. Well, you are listening to Channel Africa, giving you the African perspective. Uh, now, uh, remember, we are on the frequency 9625 kilohertz on the 31-meter band to Southern Africa. And uh, we are on uh, uh, DSTV on Channel 802 on the audio bouquet. And uh, remember, you can also join us uh, on our website where you can listen to us live on www.channelafrica.co.za. Well, let's look at the story before we get back on the line uh, with... Uh, uh, Haki with uh, uh, Kenya's opposition leader, Rila Odinga, uh, we've already mentioned, has uh, claimed the electoral system has actually been hacked into and uh, denying uh, the victory of his opposition. Now, let's listen to the story of uh, James Shimanula, who really uh, looked at this in a, a comprehensive way for us here on Channel Africa. As Kenyans eagerly wait for results of presidential election to be announced, the leader of the opposition, Raila Odinga, claims that hackers have hacked the stream of results into the Electoral Commission's recording system. Here is Wafula Chebukati, chairman of the Electoral Commission, responding to a question on whether or not its tallying system was hacked. The system, whether it's hacked or not, those are aspersions which have been cast, those are allegations. As a commission, we shall have our own investigative system to kick in. We shall come up with a methodology as to finding out whether or not those claims are correct. And several other claims were made as well. So we, we shall go into that and find out whether or not those claims are true. But we have faith in the system. It's the same system we used for verification. It's the same system we used for candidate management. It's the same system we are using now for, for the rest of the processes. So, yes, if there are claims, we shall look into them. But as for now, 
I cannot say whether or not the system has been hacked. The scanned copies of Form 34Bs will also be sent direct to this centre by the returning officers. But in addition to that, we have also called for the originals of those documents, both the Form 34As and 34Bs, so that we can move on with the exercise. Form 34 is available now to 34A, as I said, is available to the agents of the candidates. It's also been downloaded onto the public portal and it can be viewed by the public. Okay, the, the results, the official results and the law demands that the results are the results in the form 34A and 34B. Those are the results which the law demands. Speaking about presidential results that have been recorded so far, Chebukati said, Aspersions have been cast on the issue of results transmission, whereas we know that uh, the comments from Kenyans that the election went on smoothly yesterday, certain aspersions have been cast on aspects of results transmission by some stakeholders in the process. I just want to say that the results which you have been seeing displayed on the screen are not the official results. The official results are derived from Form 34A, which will come from the 40,883 polling stations, and Form 34B, which will come from the 290 constituencies. The Commission has set up a desk where they can access the form 34S from right now going forward. So please come, access those forms, compare with the data which you have, which your agents have from the respective polling stations, so that we can move on with this exercise. That was Wafula Chebukati chairman of Kenya's Independent Electoral Commission. Reporting for Channel Africa, this is James Shimanyula. As you can hear, the things seem uh, under real tight uh, uh, light spot there. Uh, people really focusing and carrying their attention on those uh, particular results. Uh, and uh, we know that as you highlight, as we highlighted in that particular uh, audio there, that uh, this seems to be the commission put under scrutiny there. But if you're just joining us, uh, uh, the results are still uh, 54.3%. Those are the provisional uh, uh, numbers. 98% of reporting there. That's 54.3% of uh, Kenyatta getting that particular vote and 44.8% uh, to Rayla Odinga's ODM party. Now, let me see if I've got uh, Haki back on the line. And that's Haki Abdullahi on the line from Amnesty International. Now, uh, I want to just uh, wrap things up with you, Haki, because you've given us some great insights there on what's happening in the country. In terms of, we were listening there to the audio from uh, the commission itself, really questioning the uh, 
the hacking allegations themselves, but this actually puts uh, the voting process in a big questionable space. Uh, now the European Union observers have said they haven't seen any form of manipulation when it comes to uh, these particular elections. And I just want to ask you as, as we wrap it up, in terms of the commission and its transparency, is it questionable or from your side, do you think that they've done a pretty good job in terms of handling these elections? It's been peacefully quiet during the elections. It's only now that we're starting to see ramblings and conflicts and that uh, uh, uncertainty are taking place right now because of Rayla Odenga's uh, uh, claims. But right now, when you look at the commissions himself, itself, what, what, what's your view of it? Do you think it's been transparent in life and, 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 and followed procedures that make this election uh, free and fair? Uh, thank you so much. Um, the commission, there are areas that they really would be, they would do with a lot of improvement. For instance, these results are not final results. They, are, they will only be final when the form 34A and B that are getting from, from the counties are tallied against these results. Then and only then can it be uh, said that these results are final and they can be declared. However, the way the Commission has con- conducted themselves, they haven't been very, you wouldn't say transparent, it's just that the way they manage their public information has not been great. And in a polarized environment like this, that gives chance to people to start casting doubt for expansions. With respect to hacking um, allegations by Raila Odinga, um, they have spoken. The commissioner said, look, uh, initially the CEO said there were attempts but weren't successful. But again, again, they changed their mind and said, no, uh, there hasn't been any hacking attempt onto their system. Mm-hmm. But again, you know, I mean, like the opposition really... Much as they, much as they are not the ones who are in charge of the election, would do well in providing some of this evidence, sure. evidence that can stand scrutiny. Absence of that, what will happen is that they'll be say, saying one thing, the commission will be saying something else, and people can form their own opinion depending on how which side they lean, and that doesn't bode well. So I think the commission really needs to be providing credible. Uh, and timely information as we go along because that will go a long way in making feel, making people feel the process is uh, credible and transparent. But again, it's a, very, it's a very difficult position that they are on, specifically when it comes to the forms. They should have, in my opinion, they should have, you know, released only results that they have the forms. The way they have gone really has, you know, escalated the way people are feeling about the commission. Mm. Now, finally, how do we keep things calm in, in the country? How do we make sure that there's still stability in terms of making sure that we don't see more eruption of violence? I think there are a couple of things that need to happen. Uh, number one, the opposition, the way they have come out and told their supporters to wait until we get final announcement is a good way to go. For the commission, I think the honors lies on them. It's not just Kenyans, not just Africans. It's everybody's eyes are trained on them. They will do very well to be transparent moving forward, results, release results in a timely fashion, and give, you know, regular update as they go along. For the police and the security agencies, one of the things that they need to do is to facilitate assemblies. There will be winners, and they would want to come onto the street and celebrate. There will be losers who would want to come out and be mourned. 
So their job is to ensure that that peaceful protest, picketing, demonstration is facilitated. Let them, let them, let them go and do it, because that is what the law demands, whether it's the Public Order Act, whether it's the National Police Service Commission, whether it's section of the Constitution 37. So they, an international standard. If they don't do that, because it's not the reaction of the crowd alone, but it's also the counter-reaction from the security agencies that can keep things calm. Finally, at the tail end of the process, if the opposition find that they have been aggrieved, they need to go to the court, and we really cannot dictate to the court what they need to be doing. So the court should just arbitrate in the best way that you can. Um, sorry about that. That is um, a military helicopter doing rounds okay. uh, in the place where I am, so I apologize for the... For the, for, the, for the noise in the background. Well, that, that also just gives us insight of the atmosphere that you're finding yourself in the, uh, yes, in Nairobi. Thank you so much, Haki, yes, for no, giving no, us no. insights. Thank you for the color and walking around Nairobi as well. No it's been very no insightful problem. to speak to you and just to hear uh, some of the conversations also you've had, uh, had with the yes. people of Nairobi. Thank you for giving us your time, Haki. You too. Thank you so much. Fantastic. That's how we wrap it up. That was Haki Abdullahi joining us from Amnesty International. Things are tense, as you could hear there, him saying that that was a military helicopter making its rounds there in the capital of Nairobi. Let's wrap up the conversation with Kenyan music. This one is Shairi Yako by Les Wanika. Now, now.